I would listen 500 times and I would listen 500 more just to be the listener who listened a thousand times to rated PG. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Rated PG. What was that movie, Penny and June? Yeah. Is that. What if we, do you think we'll ever do that one on this podcast? doesn't feel very appropriate. Uh, that was not one I watched as like a child. That was, I saw that as like, I would say. Well, we were teeny. Teens, right? Tweens? More teeny, somewhere around there. Tweens? I guess. My cutoff is like 10. Mm. So if, if it was stuff I watched like after 10, then I'm not counting it. As a kid's movie? As a kid's movie, yeah. Or a movie that you watched as a kid. Because some of the movies we watched before 10, as we've discussed. Yes. We're not kids' movies. Um, but anyways, yes. Welcome to Rated PG, where we talk about the movies that our children watch. A lot. A lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our 20th episode. Woo! Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't know how we did this. <laughs> Oh, a lot of late nights, a lot of sacrifice, blood, sweat, tears. Not a whole lot of blood. And most of the sacrifice was just not watching TV shows. It was just really hard. Yeah. It's like so hard. And I don't, I don't like it. No, I don't like the judgment of our DVR having multiple episodes of shows on it. You guys, I have so many nighttime soap operas that I have not watched, and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so this week was a throwback week. Third week throwback. Which ended up being a double throwback. <laughs> so it's it's both of our choices. <laughs> Somebody's first choice was not available <laughs> for free, so we <laughs> did a backup. So we did this. So we did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, and the description disappeared on my computer, so I'm just going to talk until I find it. And it's a toon-hating detective is a cartoon rabbit's only hope to prove his innocence when he is accused of murder. Murder. The rabbit's accused of murder, not the detective. That's a yeah. poorly constructed sentence. Apologies. Yeah. So that's, that's what that is. So I will share my experience first, and then you can share your experience. And then uh, I feel like I, this is not one that I've watched regularly, so I think we're just going to follow the normal format. It's not a, this is one that people have seen a gazillion times. I mean, some people may have. but Somebody must have. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, so I saw this movie at the drive-in as a double feature. <laughs> <laughs> with the fugitive. <laughs> Dang. So you didn't see it when it originally came out. I don't when did it originally come out? 88. And the fugitive was like 1993. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Well then no. But yeah, they had the fugitive and <laughs> friend Roger Rabbit. It's <laughs> a weird double feature. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
I mean, they're both fugitive movies, right? Right. Roger Rabbit's a fugitive. Yes, they're so both running from the law on some on some way. Basically, the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. Judge Doom is like Tommy Lee Jones. Not at all. No, not at all. That's a terrible comparison. <laughs> so, what's your experience with this movie? I don't know if I saw this in a theater. I think it was probably like a blockbuster well we didn't have blockbuster at the time it was we had photo drive up that was where we went and rented movies it was a place where you could both take your film to get developed and they had movie rentals how interesting and later became a wolf camera um but yeah that was the place we went and rented oh. movies <laughs> yeah, you had to do it when you walked in the store it's the rules um so i know i watched it closer to the time it came out i think but I don't think we went to the movie theater to see it. We might have. It's possible. But this is not exactly a little kid's movie. It's a bit intense. It is intense. <laughs> Just like The Fugitive. It's like this weird combo of like wanting to be kind of film noir-ish mm-hmm. with Warner Brothers cartoons. And Disney. And Disney. But it, like the tone felt a little more Warner Brothers-y than Disney. But I'm not as familiar as like early Dis- with early Disney cartoons they am with Warner Brothers. I mostly know the old movies, which are not as slapsticky. Which movies? Like the old Disney movies. Oh, like, the old Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what their shorts and cartoons were like. But, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, at one point we do see them watching a Goofy cartoon and... And that was how the goofy stuff was. Uh, any of the, like the little cartoons or anything that they would do that would happen before, uh, like a movie would play. There, I mean, it was all the same. It was like the Very cartoons silly. getting into like crazy predicaments and all these things happening. So like Mickey and the gang. So I I don't know that that is incorrect. I feel like there, even though there are cartoon characters that show up that are from movies and mostly just Disney movies because Disney's does the most animated like features um, at the time. I know that there's other companies that do animated features, but at the time Disney kind of held the, although Disney probably bought all those companies anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Well, this was also (laughs) at the time where Disney was at its, low point right this was right before little mermaid came out so. yeah so disney was on on the way out maybe that's why they were okay with their characters being in this movie they're like we don't know what the fuck <laughs> we're like, doing whatever you're gonna give us money fine <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so but yeah so they're um but i i feel like this is more based on those short cartoons not any not based on feature cartoons yeah yeah um, so yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, and this movie takes place in 1947. Mm-hmm. It's a very different Los Angeles. So it, it wasn't just, it's not just that they're going for a film noir. They are in that right. actual it's, time period. Cause you can, you can do a film noir without being in the time period. Right. I mean, uh, Big Lebowski is sort of film noirish in its beats, even though it's very, it's not always totally that way, but a lot of it is sort of taking off from. The structure of those, the movies of that era in that genre. As an example. Mm-hmm. 
I know you don't really like that movie. I, you know, I saw it. So, <laughs> so, so, um, we start so like the cartoons. So they're making a movie, and the cartoon that they're creating is not animated. It is made like an actual movie. So the cartoons, the tunes, are alive. Yeah, and they they create the movie. They're not drawn. They they create the movie. And they're having trouble because uh, Roger, he can't, they keep dropping a refrigerator on his head and he keeps seeing everything but stars, which yeah. they want him to see stars. So it's a problem. I, I like the setup was the mo- there was a mom and her baby and mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit. She's like, you keep an eye on this baby. And if he gets hurt, I'll send you back to the science lab. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is Roger's backstory in this movie? It was very strange. Um, and then, you know, the baby, of course, is getting into all kinds of trouble and all this craziness happens. And, you know, Roger's just getting pummeled left and right by everything that the baby's getting into. Um, and obviously the baby is fine. And then cut to like the director yells cut. He's yelling at Roger and the baby's like, what did I do wrong? So he's got like that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's like the the gangster baby. We find out later. Like he's, he's like, like a 50. grown man. Yeah. Um, who just looks like a baby. Baby. What was it? Oh, baby I'm, Louie, baby Huey, baby D- Herman. Herman, you know what? I was close. So Huey, Dewey, <laughs> you, you almost got to Louie. <laughs> I know, but it was Herman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's all happening, and then we see we cut to uh, the detective, who clearly has a drinking problem. He has a holster for his bottle of whiskey yeah like a pint size so it's not it could be worse but he is in every scene drinking yeah there's not i i don't think there's like one time that he's not drinking but again in in movies of that time like everybody's always drinking yeah and and then he's like walking around on um on the lot he's on the lot and he he passes by a cattle call which has a bunch of cows in line (laughs) And for those of you not in the business, a cattle call is basically like they're it's just like a blanket, like we need just people. And so everybody just shows up. There's not it's not um a specific audition. Yeah. And so there's like lines of people waiting to get into the audition. Years later I found out that Bob Hoskins is British or was British. Is he dead? I think he passed, yeah. Oh, God. And I was just like, what? Oh, man. Yeah, he died in 2014. Oh. Well, R.I.P. Bob. He's really good in this movie. Yeah, he's great. Um, So he's at the R.K. Maroon Studios, and he goes in and talks to the R.K. Maroon, who wants, uh, he's, you know, he's having a problem because Roger can't, uh, do what he normally does. And part of, he's, he feels he's really distracted because he's having troubles with his wife, Jessica Rabbit. So he's like, all right, fine. I will, you know, take this case and get some pictures for you and so you can use them to help him feel better or whatever. And he gets offered $100 and he is like over the moon. It's like No, he got offered something else and then he was like, I'll do it for 100 Oh, that's right. He, but... <coughs> 
excuse me, for him, like $100. And he's just like, wow. So I was like, man, 1947. Right. Got through some inflation. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so then he leaves and he goes to get on the train and he doesn't have any money, but he shows him a check. And the train guy's like, what am I, a bank? So then he goes to go ride on the back with a bunch of kids. Like and they're street, sitting there. And the kids, kids are smoking. Yeah. <laughs> and they offer him cigarettes. So I was like, this is so... I, d- I don't know when it became like we can't have people like children like smoking in movies. But they're like, don't you have a car? He says, who needs a car? We've got the best public transportation in the world. I was like, oh, man. I know. I said a different Los Angeles. L.A. public trans joke. <laughs> 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 because we don't really have public transportation here. But it is true. We did, There used to be mm-hmm. like streetcars all over the place. Yeah. They're not here anymore. They're coming back. Are they? Well, there's that line they ran from downtown, like Exposition Park to Santa Monica. There's plans for more, I think. It's like a trolley? It's not a trolley, but it's a streetcar. Like it's on street level or slightly elevated. Yeah. Like in Santa Monica, it's, it goes on the street. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. So... Then we find out that, oh, his name is Eddie. Eddie Valiant. Eddie Valiant. And he goes back to his place at, at Valiant and Valiant. And then we find out, because then he goes over to the bar with Dolores, right? Yeah. And he's like, give me something to drink. And and we get that there's something going on between the two of them, but we don't know exactly what. And this one guy's giving him a real hard time about working for a tune. And he was like, I don't work for tunes. He got really mad about it. And it turns out that a tune killed his brother. He dropped a piano on his head. I mean, that would do it. And that would do it. It's also a very tune thing to do. Yeah. Um, and and so he, he's got this job, and he, he needs the camera. That's why he went to Dolores. Because he needs the camera to do the job that he's got hired to do. And he goes to the club where Jessica Rabbit performs. Um, Was she a cartoon before this, or did they make her up for this movie? Do she you know? was made up for this movie. Okay. Just like Roger. Um, and he goes in, and it's a, it's a club where the tunes work and perform there, but it's only people there. There are no tunes in the audience. Yeah, I mean, the tunes Which are definitely kind of odd. second-class citizens in this world. Yeah, it, it's a little, a little weird. A little bit weird. Um, well, I'm sure there were jazz clubs at the time that had similar dynamics. I'm, I'm sure. But we're not going to get into jazz yeah. on this podcast. No, we, neither of us have any, <laughs> any foot to stand on when it comes to jazz. So, so then he meets... Um, I don't remember if he already knew him or not, but he, he runs into Acme um, and who's, you know, the jokester who does, uh, you know, everything. Yep. Everything you see in a cartoon, especially in like a Looney Tunes cartoon is Acme. Right. Like the Wiley Coyote was yeah, always getting everything from ordering Acme. from Acme. Yeah. yeah everything. Um, so he meets him and then he, f- he sees Betty Boop. She's working there. First of all, Acme shakes his hand with a buzzer on and like shocks him. I would fucking hate that. If I just <laughs> met somebody and they shook my hand and there was stupid buzzers on, 
They're like, fuck you, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm a jokester. Um, so, so then Betty Boop is there also like serving drinks and she knows Eddie and, you know, so we're sort of getting that he's familiar with the cartoon world, but we don't know everything yet about his story. We just are getting like bits and pieces right now. And she's working as like a, a cocktail waitress or like cigarette girl. Yeah. Because uh, she basically was like, once, once Color Tunes came out, I was kind of out of a... A yeah. job, but I still got it. Um, and then uh, it becomes, oh, and it's like Daffy Duck and Donald Duck are having this like dueling pianos thing. And it's, you know, all this craziness on the stage. And then they finish, the curtain closes. And then Mr. Acme starts like getting all spruced up. And he's like, what's going on with this guy? And she's like, oh, he doesn't miss a, a show by Jessica Rabbit, a performance. Right. And he's like, oh, he's got a thing for rabbits. And then she appears. Right before that, uh, Acme had squirted him with ink. Oh yeah, which is like not cool. But then it disappeared. Yeah, so I guess it was disappearing okay. ink stain. Um, so Jessica Rabbit appears, and um, she is a, a very well drawn woman. Yeah, very. Very much some like dudes like this is what I w- wish a woman looked like. I mean, type of drawing. Tatas out to Timbuktu, tiny waist, long legs. She's basically walking on tiptoes and high heels. On tiptoes, um, slid up to the hoo haws, which is vagina, her vagina, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, this like kind hair that's covering this face and these pouty lips and this sort of like a kind of a Marilyn Monroe and singing delivery. Boo, boo, boo. I'm a girl. Um, and <laughs> and she's singing a song and the men are just like drooling all over her and they think she's amazing and if they'd been if there had been male tunes in there they would have had the like bug eyes. Like the wolf like, like oh yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Because she definitely looks like, I don't know if you remember that cartoon that had the wolf watching like Little Red singing. And she kind of reminds me of that, but hyped up a little. Right. They, uh, there was somebody credited as her like body inspiration or something. You're going to look her up right now. No, I just thought it was weird because I was trying to figure out the voice. No, you know what's happening. It's Kathleen Turner. Which I could because I couldn't place it, but mm-hmm. like she's uncredited, Kathleen Turner. Really? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people who are uncredited. It's weird. I don't know why. But she's like one of the main characters. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's odd. Yeah. Anyways, so you know, and then Valiant is like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, baby. <laughs> so then he goes to do his job and get the incriminating photos of Jessica Rabbit because she goes back to her dressing room with Acme. She does not go back to her dressing room with Acme. She's in her dressing room and oh, Acme, Acme shows, shows up. up. That's right. Um, and goes into her dressing room and the uh, giant gorilla who was guarding the door sees him at her dressing room door. Sees. Kicks him out. Sees kicks, Valiant. Yeah, kicks him out. Um, and so then he goes behind to go like watch from a window. Uh, and he starts taking pictures of them <laughs> playing patty game. Well, we don't find that out. We hear that. But right. we don't. We Your don't know assumption that is that that's some weird like sex game, but it's actually patty cake, right? Cause because because he brings the pictures to uh, Roger, 
who's at the studio. Who's at the studio with RK Maroon. And they're looking and he's like freaking out about <laughs> about like, her playing Patty Katie. <laughs> I didn't know that was such a betrayal. Like I mean it's weird. It's weird. But then it kind of makes sense because you think maybe he's slightly more innocent than others. I don't know. It is it's a weird thing. It's weird. Um and so they're like, here, drink this, you'll feel better. And they give him like some whiskey. I think. Yeah, it was it was probably whiskey. And he does not handle his he, liquor well. Like explodes. Yeah, he basically explodes. And then and then <laughs> just runs out the window. He's like, I'll and, I'll make her love me or something like that. And then he leaves, you know, like the window and the blinds are is the rabbit shaped. Like the like uh cutout. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> So then that happens. Uh, And then we go back um, and we see uh, Eddie going through all the other pictures that he developed to get the patty cake pictures. And um, we did hear uh, Dolores say when she gave him the camera, the last time we used this camera was our trip to... Catalina. Catalina. So he's looking at, and there's like pictures of them in Catalina and having like this great time. They're on the beach. They're, you know. And this must have been years. Like It's unclear how long ago this was, but it's years, right? I, I think it was a few years. I don't think it's been that long, but I think it was maybe like two or three years ago. Because he's back in the office, which is also where he lives. Yeah. And we see like, he shared like a, a desk with his brother. Yeah. And his brother's side, like he hasn't moved anything. Right. Clean anything. It's all dusty and yeah. stuff. Um, and he's looking at the pictures. Oh, excuse me. And there's a picture of his brother at Catalina. And then we also see just sort of like their whole history, like them um, at the police academy, uh, at. Uh, like working the beat and then like there's all these like clippings of all the, like they 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 worked Toontown like right. that was their beat um, and then they opened up the detective agency with Dolores and they called it like the the frame said like two two something br- bro- brothers and a floozy yeah something like that <laughs> I was like, I don't that's know. kind it was of weird. offensive um, but yeah but they did all that and these were all like framed pictures that we were seeing outside of the like uh, the beach pictures everything else they were like framed around the office so we sort of get the whole backstory that way um, at some point we see he has a Murphy bed and I remember as a kid I thought Murphy beds were the coolest and well I think, think we see that we see that later uh, I you see it at some point in this because I remember seeing it. He doesn't lie down in it, but mm-hmm. like, he like I think he puts it up. Oh, maybe yeah, or something like that. And I just thought Murphy beds were so cool. Also, Charles in charge. He had oh, a Murphy yeah, he bed. Had a Murphy bed. And I was just like, man, someday I'll have a Murphy bed. And then Charles I realized in charge of Fridays and nights. Oh, Apparently, a lot of terrible stuff happened on that set. But Charles in charge of our. <laughs> Anyways, back back to the movie. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't go on a Charles in Charge digression. We're not going to talk about it. So, <laughs> I just like that song. <laughs> and it was a good show. 
but now everything's tainted. Everything, everything from the 80s is tainted. Okay. So um, he basically like drinks himself to a stupor and passes yeah, out at his desk. On his desk, yeah. And then um, a cop, or another detective, but a detective who works like in the precinct. Yeah, an actual like police shows officer. up. Yeah. Um, police detective. Because he's still a detective, right? He's, he's a just, private detective. Yeah. Whereas that guy's an actual police detective. Yeah. So he shows up and he's like, we need you and because you were dealing with all this and Acme is now dead. And we think it was the rabbit. And he was just like, what? Um, so he's like looking around and he's looking around at the scene and like trying to figure stuff out. And, and the cops were not being very professional. They were like playing around with, with shit that was in the boxes and stuff. Yeah, but you know what? It, it's not the same crime scene I as know, it is not that you know now. It's not CSI. It was very different back then. They did not have the same procedures. Yeah, really. <laughs> Which may have been why <laughs> they, they weren't able to catch people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, then while... Eddie's like looking for something. He goes to pick up a buzzer that was on the ground, like a hand buzzer, and like put it in his pocket. Because I think he's starting to be like something's off. Um, his, you know, he's got that he's got that gut instinct. He's definitely got a gut. Ew. Um, and then he's a little round. That's what I was saying. He's a solid man. Really, you're gonna disparage the dead. What's wrong with you? Wow. Really, really shamed me right about my shaming right there. <laughs> it's okay. You can cut that. So then, <laughs> now I can't. Yes, you can. I got to give the people the unfiltered view. <laughs> okay. Plus, I'm lazy. <laughs> All right. Okay. So while he's doing that. Judge Doom shows up, which right away that you think this man should be doing anything anywhere. <laughs> it's not a good name. No. I mean, do you think there's any like actual person whose last name is Doom? I, like, I'm going to tell you right now, though, in this current political climate, I think this man could show up and would get a job right now and no one would like question it. Yeah, well, his <laughs> tactics are kind of like, who's that guy in Arizona? Sheriff Arpaio? Like, he's yeah. just like... But he scared me when no he back in the day he he's is creepy character creepy and it's Christopher Lloyd and he's got these like weird facial prosthetics on yeah and he's his got like teeth look teeth too and weird and his everything's chin's just all weird funky. I, it's he's so creepy and he basically like at, while they're like looking through this you know warehouse of Acme's where the body is and everything they dropped a safe on him um. They like a box of shoes fell open and they had to like put them all together because all, they're all cartoons. They're all right. You and know. most of the cartoon stuff is alive. Yes. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, And this one shoe is kind of like a little puppy, basically, mm -hmm. and is like rubbing up against Judge Doom's like leg. And he was like, that's, that's what we do with tones. And he puts them in this thing that he calls the dip. And it's some like weird chemical mix. And he just kills it. It and they were like and and the um the detective is explaining to Eddie like what the dip is and you know they're like all this time we thought there was no way to kill tunes well he found a way right because earlier you know in this when Roger was making the show they're like you can drop a refrigerator on a tune's head as many times as you want it doesn't harm him at all yeah but yeah this kills it and 
people are upset. Like the cop turns away, but nobody does anything about it. Nobody stops him. No, and he pulls his arm out, which he had like this giant rubber glove on. He pulls his arm out, and it looks like it's covered in blood. Yeah, because it was a red shoe. It's basically like putting bodies in vats of acid. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. It's horrible. It really messed up. Um, Oh, and the other thing we also find out is that he works with a gang of cartoon weasels. Right, because he's basically the judge that oversees Toontown. Yeah. And yeah, he's got this gang of weasels who and are his apparently henchmen. he bought the election yeah because he because even eddie was like well how how did this guy get the job and eddie like hackles or race he's immediately i mean this is very of genre where it's like the wise kraken detective but he immediately yeah. is just like not co non-cooperative like yeah. giving the guy the guff yeah uh so then he goes back to his office you know and he feels you know, he really does think something weird is going on, but he doesn't know what. So he goes back to his office where he finds uh, baby Herman and his lady. And he thought the lady was like lighting a baby, like giving the baby a cigar, but it was baby Herman. And the lady was like, I'm trying to get him to stop. And he's like, listen, Valiant. <laughs> and the kid, at some point the baby says something like, I've got like, <laughs> oh, I wrote it down. He said, I've got 50 year old lust with a three year dinky. <laughs> I was like, what? So I was like, does he does he have sex? <laughs> does like that lady have sex with a baby tune? That's weird. It's very strange. I don't like it. So, <laughs> but he's like, look, I know Roger didn't do it. He would never do it. Um, and then he's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do about it. And he sort of pushes him out. So then he goes and he's going to just go lay down in his bed. Right, pulls down the Murphy bed. And as he's laying there, who shows up? Roger, Roger is in the bed. And he was like, I didn't do it. I need your help. You're the one that the tunes go to. He's like, I don't work with tunes. He's like, but I didn't do it. Like, I need help. I don't know what's going on. Um, and is this when the will came up? Um, well. Because I wrote something and I feel like I should have. Uh, I don't remember if the will comes up, but. I wrote mystery thickens and I don't know why. And I feel like it might be because the will came up and it basically like Acme had a will that no one can find and they need to find it because in his will, he left Toontown to the tunes. That's what all the tunes believe. But if they can't find the will, then that's, it won't matter. Right. And Roger ends up handcuffing himself to Eddie Mm -hmm. to force Eddie to help him. Well, and also at some point he tried to like sit on his brother's side of the desk and he was like, get up. Like he was very, he's very sensitive about his brother. Yeah. Um, And then the weasel show up. The weasel show up and he's like, they come in and they're like, what's going on? And he's, he's hiding Roger in the sink. Which is full of water. Which is full of water. Well, it has to be. Otherwise they would see him. Yeah. He's doing his sock laundry. And they're like, that's gross. And like Roger keeps popping up and he keeps pushing them back down. And, and the weasels are crazy. Like one of them's literally in a straitjacket. Yeah. And he's got like crazy hair. And he's just like, ah, ah. One of them is smoking like 40 cigarettes well, <laughs> One's once. like, one is dressed. Well, he kind of is dressed like, uh, what was the cat in the Paul Abdul video? Uh, Scat cat. Wasn't he dressed like, like kind of like that kind of zoot suit look? Or yeah. I? Scat cat. Yeah, scat cat. Oh, scat cat. <laughs> the 80s. Oh. 
Right? That was still the 80s. Two steps forward, two, two steps back. back. Uh, I don't know, but I loved that song. I loved that whole album. I loved everything that was going on there. I loved all the videos, all of it. Yeah. So, Paula, if you're listening, <laughs> I am a huge fan. That's all. Okay, so then, um, and his Bob Hoskins physical comedy is unbelievable. Really good, and it and you have to remember, like, especially when you think about the fact that most of the time he's interacting with nothing. Not, I don't know if it was nothing or like a sock, like oh, something on a stick that got. Because this was this was before uh, Andy Circus, so he's not talking to to a man. Right. No. I, There's nobody there. And I don't know how they did the animation, if they film the whole thing and then they animate over it or what, but... Well, I remember seeing stuff because there, there it is, is a lot... It is and he's always been into, like, the weird, like, technology stuff for film. There is a lot of, like, even, like, the animated, um, like, the tunes holding actual objects. Because the weasels have real guns. Right. And I remember seeing, like, uh, this is how this was made back in the day. And... Like it was like just like the gun was there, like they were holding a gun with like a on stick, a stick or and something then they animated or on a wire. around it. Yeah, it's weird. It's really crazy. Yeah, because he's. I mean, he has a lot of time with tunes mm-hmm. in this movie, and yeah, he, you know, it's relatively convincing. I mean, I remember at the time you're like, this animation's amazing. It doesn't quite look the same way now but it's still really good it's still really it's still really well done yeah it it definitely i would say it holds up it is not one that you're like oh oh god no no i think the parts where it's the tunes in our world look better than when he goes to tune down yeah um uh so then he so the weasels don't see roger they leave and then he takes Roger over to the bar where Dolores is. Which is basically across the street at like right. a trolley, a streetcar station. So they're there and they're hiding in the, um, they go back in what was the, like the speakeasy during Prohibition. Right. And he's like, I need tools. I need to get out of these handcuffs. And he's like trying to like saw the handcuffs. And he's like, you need to stand still. And <laughs> Roger just slips his hand out <laughs> and goes and stands next to him. He's like, is this better? And he's like, yeah. He's like, wait a minute. You're telling me you could have gotten out of these at any time. He's like, no, only when it was funny. <laughs> and he's like, oh. So then he asks if Roger can stay there for now while he tries to figure this out. Because he know, you know, with everything that Roger said, he knows something's going on. He needs to do a little more investigating. Because he's like, I feel like I'm being played for a fool here, too. And that's not cool. Um, so he goes and... So this oh, is no, he goes back to... It got weird, and we thought maybe like we had skipped a scene. Yeah, it just, like, just jumps to his office. It just jumps to his office. And I think that's where he sees the picture of... The, and like hears about the will, and then he looks in his pictures. Because I think Jessica Rabbit brings that... Like, she shows up, right? Right, but he was like in the shower. Yeah, that was strange. But, oh, I think Jessica Rabbit... Talks about the will or something. Right, I think she shows up after he's get, when he's getting out of the shower, so he's like shirtless, just in pants. Yeah, and she like tells him about the will, and then I think after that he sees he the picture. Sees the picture, but 
you know, and this is her, you know, famous line, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. She's like, I would never, like, I was set up to, like, I was basically paid to do this with Acme so you could take the pictures. Like, we're we're all, like, being, being played. played here. And some there's something going on. And I love Roger. Like, I would never do anything, like, to hurt him or against him. So, you know... I, I just want to know where he is. And he's like, I'm not telling you. Like, he just doesn't trust her at all. So he's like, I'm not telling you anything. Um, and then Dolores shows up. Right. And at that point, Jessica Rabbit had gone up to Eddie in a certain way that his pants fell down. So he's standing there with no pants and Jessica Rabbit just there. And then he goes to pick up his pants. And when he comes back up, he just smacks his head on her boobs. That's how big they are. He cannot avoid them. And they do like a boing. Yeah, very, you know, very cartoon. Yeah. Um, and then. Then they hear. I, so Dolores is mad at him. She's like running out. He's chasing yeah. her out. And then they hear something coming from the bar, like music, right? But we also find out, and I don't know where this, how we find this out, but Cloverleaf wants Toontown. Well, because Cloverleaf has bought the... But I, don't, I can't remember where we find that out. I just have Cloverleaf wants Toontown. Right. We know they bought the, the streetcar mm-hmm. The system. red line. Um, and I think that's all we the know. The red car. Right now. But we know that they want Toontown. Does she, did she bring that up? I, I don't remember. I, I just know we know that because I wrote it down. Right. And part of the reason right is... Here in this spot, and I wouldn't have just oh, because, gone back in my notes because Acme is dead. Yeah, and he has no will. Yeah, then it will go out to the highest bit, like the rights to Toontown in his business mm-hmm. will just go to whoever buys it in court, or like buys it. Yeah, and so they she somehow knows that Cloverleaf wants is interested in to it. buy it. He's like, he's like, that's weird. And yes, and then he goes after Dolores. They're hearing the music from the bar. They go up there, and Roger is out performing. Just loves to like make people being laugh. Crazy. And he starts like throwing plates, and Dolores is like, what the fuck? Um, so then Eddie goes and grabs him, throws him back there. And at somehow the weasels, I don't know if they were like, uh, what is that called? Ste- I don't know if they were like doing a stakeout. But somehow the weasels now know that Roger is there, and they're like, go get the judge. So he shows up, and Eddie's like, these guys are going to sell you out. Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, they won't. I made them laugh. So the judge is there, and he writes on the board that he wants a rabbit, and he's going to pay like $500. And they're like, that's a lot of money. And this one, you know, steel worker or whatever. I it don't was know. the guy who had given Eddie shit about working for a tune previously. Um but he's there, oh, I've seen a rabbit and he's like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's here in this bar. And then he puts his arm out and around like an imaginary rabbit and they're all laughing. And he's like, God, nothing's but I stop laughing. And he starts doing this thing like tapping around the bar and it was like shaving a haircut. And he's like, no tune can resist. And he's like going around. And Eddie's like, this is stupid. And then he turns around and Roger is like coming out of his skin. Like he cannot. He's like, dot, 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 dot. And then he busts through the wall. Too big. So so the judge grabs him and he's going to put him in the dip. 
Like he's like, that's it. I've decided you're guilty. I'm just going to get rid of you. I mean, not much of due process. No, no due process. Um, and so then he goes and he, and Eddie's like, I think you need a drink. I think it's the only right thing to do. And he's like, all right, fine. And Roger's like, I don't want to drink. And he's like, you do. I don't, you do. And then Eddie switches it to, you don't. He's like, I do. He's like, what I say I do, I do. And he drinks it and he goes crazy. And explodes and, and knocks explodes everybody back, spills all the dip. And breaks all the dishes and breaks all the bottles. And then Eddie grabs him and they run out. And they find um, Benny the cab in the back of the uh, weasels, weasels, like paddy wagon. Uh, so then they get in Benny. He's, he's a cartoon cab. So they get in Benny and he's driving them off. And I don't. Did somebody say this? He said, I'm gonna ram them. Oh, oh, that's what it is. So there, there, there's a whole there's a whole car chase. Right. And they go down an alley and there's cops chasing them and then the weasels are And the weasels are chasing them. them. And the weasel said, I'm gonna ram them. <laughs> that's what it was. And then and then uh, Benny's like, pull the lever, pull the lever. And they're like, which lever? He's like, this one. And, and like, a like a little big sign arrow. pops out that's like, this one's stupid. Or so, like that. Yeah. So then they pull that lever and then he goes up his wheels like go go gadget go up. go gadget wheels yeah um and then he goes under uh that they, yeah they, they the go weasels under go underneath and ram into the cops who then go flying like way too far yeah <laughs> after they get it was crazy um and then they go to the theater where they're hiding out yeah and they're like sitting on the balcony mm-hmm. and Roger they're seeing some goofy cartoon. Yeah. And Roger is just laughing and like he's like, Oh, Goofy's the best. He's like, he's just got such perfect timing and you know, all this stuff. And and he's like, Yeah, okay, whatever. And he's like, What's wrong with you? Like, why are you such a sourpuss? And and then he tells his story about his brother and the piano and 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 Roger just starts crying and he's like, You hate me. He's like, I don't hate you. He's like, I would hate me. I I can't believe a tune killed your brother. That's awful. And this whole thing and he's like I don't hate you and I'm sorry I pulled your ears and you know all this stuff and then Dolores shows up and she's like couldn't find anything or like she's basically like yeah it's gonna get sold at midnight or something like that yeah if they don't find the will and and so he's like I gotta go to RK Maroons well oh no 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 they see a news reel yes they see the news reel like that RK Maroon has sold his studio to Cloverleaf mm-hmm. so now not the dinosaur Oh, no, wait, that's Cloverfield. The monster movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Not the uh, I thought I was JJ, being so clever. <laughs> not the J.J. Abrams <laughs> franchise. I wasn't. No. I apologize. I mean, it's all right. We had a laugh. It's all good. Anyways. So so Eddie's like, some, now now it's like starting to come together. Yeah, like, so, like he Something, had something to he do with have, the full story, but he's like, something's fishy. I need to go talk to RK Maroon. So he, so they go to the studios and he's like, Roger, you're going to be my lookout. So he goes inside. While he's inside, Roger gets smacked over the head with a frying pan. And then we see Jessica Rabbit lock him up in the trunk of her car. Um, and Eddie's up, he goes up to RK Maroon's studio, who is already jumpy. Yeah, he's got a gun. He's all looking all nervous. He's like, you know, like, Drinking with a shaky hand. That's we don't how you know, know somebody's nervous. Um, and Eddie comes through like 
the trap door or the secret door? It was like the door to the room where the key would watch dailies or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So he, so he goes and he's like, what's going on? You like, tell me what's going on. And he's like, I, I like, I can't tell you if I tell you they're going to kill me. There's this moment where you see like a wind up to a punch and it's like (laughs) the most telegraph punch. It's like, it's like a shot of Bob Hoskins, like pulling his fist back and then they go to the other angle and then you see him punch, and like, <laughs> how could you not dodge that? Come on, um, and then, but he takes his, uh, he takes R.K. Maroon's tie and puts it into like the film machine. Classic trick. And is like gonna choking choke him. him, and as he's doing that, and he's like, "You got to tell me what's going on." He's like, "I can't, I can't tell you who who this is, who I'm working with. They're gonna kill me." The you know, and as all this is happening, he Eddie sees like in the reflection of like a, a celluloid, basically. Uh, like this long gun coming in. And so he's like moving out of the way. So he has some moves. So RK Maroon shot three times in the back. Yeah, but he's I, dead. Eddie Valiant for like a middle aged drunk, just like, right? Just jumps out of the way doing like somersaults and shit. Quite impressive. And then the gun, the gun holder runs away. Eddie looks out the window and he sees Jessica Rabbit running. So now he's like, fucking Jessica Rabbit. He goes to get in the car. He's like, Roger, Roger's not there. He sees the car drive away, Jessica Rabbit's car, and he's like, he's got to chase after her. So he goes after them, and they go into Toontown. And he just, like, stops at the tunnel entrance. He's like, because he, I mean, the understanding is he's like, I don't know if I can go back in there. And so he's got, he's got his gun. I think he has RK Maroon's gun, but but he's got a a real, like a, and then he gun. looks in his like briefcase and pulls out a cartoon gun. Yeah, and it's from Yosemite Sam. And it's got cartoon bullets. They're and like living bullets. Yeah. And it says, thanks for getting me out of the hooskow. It's <laughs> a note from Yosemite Sam. So then, you know, he's like, hey, guys, do you want to? They're like, where have you been? He's like, drunk. <laughs> They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> he's like, come on, you guys feeling frisky? They're like, and he goes to take a drink. And then he's... He's done. He's like, no. He pours it out and he throws the glass up and shoots it. But the bullet like flies up and pulls out an axe. Is a Native American. It is very um, inappropriate. (laughs) So do those bullets come back? I don't. It was weird. I don't know what happens because he's got they're like stored in the case. And I don't know if they all just find their way back at some point or I don't know. So that happens. He's like, no more drinking for me. I'm done with it. Uh... And when he's in Toontown, what I thought was interesting is that um, people seem to react like tunes because he's like, yeah, his body is having a tune reaction in Toontown, but he's still him. Right. So I wrote down: Is it another dimension? Like this is like a, a portal, like a door to to hell opened up or something? And <laughs> it's no, no, it's so weird. Or did Acme create Toontown? I, I don't know. They never but, really explain. If it's just always been there or what happened. Yeah, they don't really explain like why Toontown exists and why does Acme own it. Like it's a weird Right. That's why I was wondering if he like invented it. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know. So um uh He's So there's all this like crazy tune stuff happening and we're seeing him like go through all these things and also like when he gets to Toontown, like um, like the birds flying are like, hi, Eddie, bye, A lot Eddie, of them are da-da. greeting him. Like so he's they, a known They, they know him there. Yeah. He just hasn't been there in a while. Um, and then 
he's like trying to figure stuff out and then he sees Jessica or he's he sees like a weird alley thing that he's going to start to go down and then he sees Jessica Rabbit is behind him with a gun. No, we you skipped a part. What? He looks up and sees Jessica Rabbit in a window. Oh, I kind of skipped over all of that because it's, there's all kinds of crazy cartoon stuff. Well, what happening. was the name of the dog who was is that Droopy dog? Yeah, Droopy. But to your point, he goes up in this elevator and it goes so fast he gets flattened. So yeah, yeah. he's like experienced like I guess I guess his brother didn't get killed in Toontown because he must not have. That um, wouldn't have worked on him. So So yeah, so they go down the alley. So he, he goes sees, down the alley. He sees um like his, he sneezes, his shadow says, Gesundheit. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he, for whatever reason, turns around, sees Jessica Rabbit with a gun. And he thinks it's pointed at him. And then she's like, Eddie, watch out. And there she shoots at somebody else. And that somebody else drops the gun and runs off. And he was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, I knew it was you. She's like, you still don't trust me. Like, even though I just saved your life. He's like, I don't trust anybody. And she's like, look, that's the same gun that killed R.K. Maroon. Because it was like this, like, long barrel. And and then what we see, like, Judge Doom running off. Right. She's like, I followed Doom to R.K. Maroon's office. And I was too late. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. So then they go, and, and she said she had... Um, uh, Roger was in the, her trunk. Roger was in the trunk, and they go, and the trunk is open. So she's like, Roger's gone. Where did he go? And they they realize he took Eddie's car because <laughs> there's just disaster. And she's like, he He's was never a good driver. Definitely not. Um, and then, you know, she was like explaining stuff and he's like, when did you figure out Judge Doom was behind everything? And apparently like he owns Cloverleaf. Or maybe we don't find that out I think out that's yet. revealed later. Yeah. But, okay. but so, so he's behind all of this. It's not a secret he's the bad guy in this movie. It, from the jump. Yeah, no, they're not really trying to hide that. Um, so they go and then as they're driving, they... Benny is driving them, and when they come out of Toontown, uh, Doom knocks over a whole vat of the dip that Benny drives through. So he does not... And he, he swerves and crashes yeah. into a pole because it burned his feet. Because it burned his feet off. Um, or his tires. He doesn't have feet. Yes, yes. Uh, and then the judge takes uh, Eddie and Jessica back to the Acme um, warehouse. And Roger shows up. In a t- very badly beaten up blue car. And he's like, what's going on? And they're like, he took him to Acme. And he's like, I know where that is. And Benny's like, move over. You've done enough driving tonight. Um, and back at the warehouse, um, we see the judge is now, they're trying to get the will. We see they want to find the will. We see him come down this like weird something, like elevator-y thing on mm-hmm. the wall in a super creepy way. Well, all the weasels and like Eddie and Jessica are like on the floor of the warehouse. Yeah, it was. A and weird. I'm like, did he go the long way just to <laughs> enter for dramatic effect? Like, <laughs> didn't they all get there together? He's like, like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, uh, I, I'm gonna go upstairs. Uh, I'll see you in a minute, guys. And then I'm, and then he like runs upstairs just so he can descend on this elevator uh, in a uh, super creepy I'll be right way. Back. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. So he, he, they're looking for the will. They're like, Eddie doesn't have it. So he's like. Frisk the lady and the the zoot suit weasel's like, I'll do it. 
And he goes and he like sticks his hand down her bra or the front of her dress. It's totally inappropriate. And then just gets snapped with a um like a bear, bear trap, trap, which yeah. which deservedly so. Yeah. And and Eddie and Eddie was like, nice booby trap. <laughs> and then we find out that the judge's plan. So he he's bought he's going to own Cloverfield or Cloverleaf. Yeah, he owns Cloverleaf. Yes. Cloverleaf. Um, and his plan is to basically dip Toontown. Like he's built this machine that will completely wipe out Toontown because he wants to put in a freeway. Or there is a freeway coming, and he wants to go through there or something. Like, like there's that. this whole plan, and and. Eddie was like, why would people do that when they can pay a nickel for the red car? Like, that's not going to happen. And that's why nobody's going to drive on the freeway. He bought and he's like, the red car. He's like, that's why I bought the red car, so I can dismantle it, and everyone's going to use the freeway. And they're just like, this isn't going to work. Um, the shitty thing is, that plan came true. And I think it was, I don't know if it was in LA, but I know in like Northern California, like oil companies in Goodyear bought up some of the mass transit stuff and destroyed them to make people drive more. Oh, really? Yeah, so like Ugh. that actually was a th- type of thing that happened. Well, I'm wondering though, because we did see um, in the credits that this was actually based on a book. Yeah. So we'll to look up that book. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, maybe, you know, they talk about that in the book. I don't know. I don't know what the book is, but I was like, this is based on a book? What? Uh, so... <laughs> So then uh, Roger, they get to the Acme thing, um, the warehouse. Roger gets in, and he shows up because he's basically flushed himself and then explodes into the room. Right. He was trying to sneak in. He's not very good at and it. And then he, you know, and he's got this gun, and he's, like, waving it around, and he's like, you're going to do what I want. Um, and they, the judge gets him or somebody gets him, and they tie him. And Excuse me. Oh, my God. I just burped. Um, him and Jessica up. And they're going to, like, spray them with the dip. And the weasels are laughing. They're doing this whole thing. And the judge, again, which this has been said before, but he's like, you you better stop or you're going to laugh yourselves to death. And he leaves because he had, like, tripped on these, like, uh, eyeballs that were all over the place. And he was covering his eye. So he leaves and he's like, get rid of them. So they're going to do that. And, and Eddie's got an idea. So he does this crazy dance yeah and he's like doing all this physical comedy and i was wondering how much of this do you think bob hoskins did i mean there's I some quite flips. a bit there's some flips and stuff which might have been a double yeah but otherwise like he was no. doing he's a pretty good dancer he was really good not a great singer but he had his own so, style so his physical comedy killed the weasels they died from laughing they laughed so hard they died um and so there's a lot of back and forth of getting the dip to stop spraying, to mm-hmm. not get Jessica and Roger, and this back and forth, back and forth. And now Doom's back, and Eddie and Doom are having this battle. All these things are happening. Um, and Eddie gets stuck to this barrel, and Judge Doom is going to roll, run him over with the... Is it a steamroller? Is that what that is? Uh I don't know if it, it might be called that, but yeah, it's the roller to the, flatten concrete. Right, right, like the giant, you know, those giant wheels. Like it's like a one wheel thing. Um, and then uh, Eddie gets a hold of the, what is it? The um, the the black holes and he's able to get out. Right. And then he goes up and they're like fighting and doing the, all this stuff. 
and the judge gets stuck in this glue. He punches into like a jar of glue. And he can't get off of the uh, steamroller mm-hmm. and gets flattened. And he's just like screaming as it's slowly he's rolling like, over him. And then they're, and they're like, ooh, and they don't look because like it goes over his head. And then Roger's like, look, because it turns out he's a tune. Yeah, he like, stands up and he's all flat. And then he goes and like inflates himself. And he's not just any tune. He's the tune that killed Eddie's brother. He's like, my eyes used to look like this. And he and he's got like <laughs> the red eyes. Red eyes. These crazy red eyes. Red he's eyes. got this crazy high voice. And his hands are just like an and anvil. They can and turn a into saw. anything. And so he's gonna kill Eddie. The you know, the um the dip is going at Roger and Jessica. It looks like it's this is gonna be moment. the end. And Eddie grabs a hold of a mallet that when you hold it, it just like uh, uh, a boxing glove just comes pew, punching out and it hit some like uh, like a gasket or yeah, a nozzle or something some, some on sort the of dip, cap, yeah. which like flipped it and then the dip just comes pouring out all over the judge, which because he is a tune, it kills him. Yeah, he dies like Wicked Witch of the West. Hey, and he like, was like, I'm, I'm melting, melting. He even says that. Yeah. Um, and then, so then Judge is dead. Uh, they rinse out the area so Roger and Jessica can get down because it's covered in dip. Yeah, but I was like, where do those drains go? I don't know. Hopefully Do- not to Toontown. Doesn't matter. The ocean. <laughs> oh, all those cartoon <laughs> whales are dead. Um, and then, you know, they're like, this is crazy. The judge did it. The cops show up, you know, all this stuff. Dolores shows up and then she's like, what's going on with your shirt? And he's like, oh, it's this disappearing ink. And Roger's like, oh, yeah, Acme made disappearing, reappearing ink. And then Eddie was like, oh, Roger, read that love letter you wrote on that blank piece of paper you found on the desk. So he starts reading this letter, which then the ink reappears and the tunes get to keep. It is Acme's will and the tunes get to keep Toontown. And everyone's like, yay. And then it ends with Porky and Tinkerbell. So both, uh, they get their like end people at the end of this movie. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I do wonder sort of what happens next. Like, are the tunes able to figure out how to rule themselves? Like, do they have a system for distributing the money <laughs> made off the city? Like, <laughs> it, it could open up a lot of. Problems. You're always worried about that kind of stuff. Yeah. How do these people govern themselves? Like, what happens? I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, so that's Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? The book, by the way, was called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Oh. Interesting. Well, I don't want to get into what that's about. It's going to take a long time, but okay. it doesn't seem like it's a Exactly the same plot line. It wasn't about a detective in Toontown? It was about a detective, but it looks like it's a lot more complicated <laughs> because it's a book. <laughs> I started looking at this Wikipedia entry. I was like, nope. I'm start. <laughs> no, thank want, you. No. no, thank you. If you're interested, Google who censored Roger Rabbit. And, and you can read all about it you yourself. You can read all about it. There you go. But yeah, I, I mean, I remember very much enjoying it. 
uh, yeah, when but I this was is a kid, and this is a movie I will not show our kids for a while. I think it would freak them out. And it's a little, it's a lot darker than I remember. And I did see a note that apparently the script was originally even darker than it ended up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he just like <sighs> murders a tune, like. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a few people die in this. Like one guy gets his head smushed by a safe. No, the other guy gets shot in the back. And like real, not like um, it. It's not cartoon death. Like right. no, like there, the guy's got like blood on his back. Like yeah, there is cartoon violence, but there's real violence. I mean, it's it's it is like a a real hard boiled detective-y kind of movie. Yeah, it just happens to involve silly cartoons. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, so yeah, so that was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, and just quick, quick little birthday shout out to a friend of mine from grade school. His birthday was last week, but I didn't know when we recorded last time. (laughs) 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 So that's how that goes. But to Nick Spirit, uh, from St. Margaret's from back in the day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. From Rated PG to you. <laughs> yeah, and if you want a, a shout out on the podcast, let us know. Let us know. Just reach out in some manner. We'll shout you out. Yeah, we will. You can reach out on Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram at Rated PG Podcast or on Facebook at PG Podcast. Uh, and we do read everything we get because it's not a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, and if you <laughs> give us a review, we'll shout you out for that. Yeah, for sure. Give us a review, rate us. We will only know if you do it if you write the review. If you rate us, that's awesome, but we yeah. won't be able to shout you out. Yeah, because we won't know who who exactly gave us the five-star rating. And I did hear that if you are not in the U.S. and you rate us, we won't know. So then you have to like screenshot it and send it to us. Apparently we can only see U.S.-based reviews on iTunes or something like oh, that. Oh, really? That's, That's what one podcast I was listening to was saying. That's really odd. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do some thinking because we're going to be off for a week. We're going to be on spring break and uh, we're going to come up with a name for the lovely people who who rate and review us. And uh, there might be some extra prizes along with that. We don't know yet. Yeah, because we... We're doing some thinking. We need, we need to grow the the audience. So we need some love, people. Whatever you guys can do to help out, we'd appreciate it. We need some right at PJ love. <laughs> Which is like a handshake, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's like a like a head nod. <laughs> I mean, maybe like a kiss on the cheek. Like yeah, you could yeah. do that on right in, in a rated PJ movie, right? Uh, n- a hug that doesn't linger too long. Yeah. Yeah. Genitals do not touch. Yeah. So like that. <laughs> we'd really appreciate it. Yes, for sure. And uh, we'll miss you in in this week that we're not there. But it's okay. Listen to an old episode. Yeah. We'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. And uh, just remember, if the kids aren't watching it, we ain't talking about it. <laughs>